I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. When do I talk? When do you, like, are you guys... You'll, you'll know. <laughs> you'll know. Okay. Welcome to the Inside the Oval podcast presented by Dignity Health. I'm Patty Kwan. And I'm Haley Jones. And today we are joined by graphic design intern Anna Warwick. Anna, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. I want to start off with how did you learn about this internship and uh, what was the process like for you to apply for it? Yeah, it's funny because I was just scrolling on TikTok one day. And I saw an, uh, a girl who's kind of my age, and she's like, if you want to get into sports, there's all these internships posted on Teamwork Online. And she talked about them, and the 49ers was one of them. So I went online. I was actually in California on vacation with my parents, and we were at Big Bear skiing. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, I have to apply right now. So I went on Teamwork Online, and I just applied. Applied to like 30 jobs, like when I was <laughs> my wow. first semester of senior year of college. I was really stressed because I had just come from another internship and I was like, I need a job now. And I thought that you could get hired like that far in advance before you graduate. And um, so I was applying to 30 jobs. I didn't hear a single thing. And then I applied to this San Francisco one. And then after that, I think it was two months later, I got an email from HR and they're like, congrats, like we want to do a screening. You've got like an interview. And I cried. I was like, wow, I didn't think my applications like were actually going through because I hadn't heard a thing. And so I, pl- or I had a first round interview with HR, like a screening. And then about a couple weeks later, I had two interviews, one with the design director, Aaron, and then Christine, who's no longer here. And after that, I had to do like a questionnaire, like a Google Docs of like, if you were a marketing employee, what's one thing that you would bring to the 49ers team and stuff like questions like that. 
And then I filled that out. And then uh, like a month later, I got the job. Who was the scariest person you met in the process? <laughs> I talk about this all the time in the office, but Christine was the scariest <laughs> interviewer that I've ever had. And I think it's because she wasn't giving much on the other end. Like I was answering the question. She's like, okay, next question. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm doing horrible. And she would answer the questions or she would um, ask questions another way but the same question so it's like she I'm not giving her like what she wants like she asked me like four different leadership questions and I was like oh my gosh like I'm not a leader I don't know what to do <laughs> so that was really stressful but then I ended up meeting her in Vegas we went to the Super Bowl it was the first time I met her in person because she had ended up leaving before I got here and she was the kindest human I've ever met I was like oh I had nothing to be worried about that's so funny I feel like we all have very similar interview stories where the person that I was most intimidated of ended up being like not intimidating <laughs> at all once you're like working side by side. So that's yeah. really funny. It is funny. I think now if I was ever on the other end, I want to be a scary interviewer. I want to. Like I don't think you're capable, <laughs> but I would love to see that. I'm always worried I'm going to be the scary interview. So I feel like I go out of my way to not be like, I'm <laughs> always like trying, like I'll catch myself not smiling while they're talking and I'll be like, smile, Haley, smile. <laughs> You're being fake to them. <laughs> I'm just trying to make them comfortable. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I honestly, if I had to guess in the office who would be scary, it would be you too, <laughs> which is not true in person. But I, if I had to guess like, um. Who would come across as scary? Because when I first got here, I was really scared of both of you. Great. <laughs> I'm sorry you felt that way. <laughs> Did you know right away, like, I know some people who are going through the internship process, um, they don't kind of know what they want to do in sports, so they apply to multiple positions throughout. And we're fortunate to have, you know, a bunch throughout the organization. Did you only apply to the graphic design one? So the application was kind of different. So it was a marketing application and then you rank the four different internships we have here which ones you'd want so I actually ranked brand and fan engagement first because I had just come from a brand marketing internship and I was like this is what I want to do like I'm I love this and I went to school for design but um which I also love so I was like okay I'll rank that second and then the other two I was like I don't even know what these are um but yeah so then I when I got the screening interview I thought I was interviewing for the brand and fan engagement and then when I was in the interview they're like yeah so we really we really want you for the graphic design and I was like hmm okay that's fine <laughs> but, like I still love to design but I really wanted to do the brand and fan engagement but now that I'm here like design is I'm really happy is the one that they chose me to do being from South Carolina, you went to Clemson. What was it like moving across the country, like right out of college? It was it was a lot. Um, I definitely had like culture shock for like the first month. I'd say moving out here, but I um, am I'm from the South, but my parents are from the North, so I think that helped me a lot. Like. I'm not very, like, a huge Southern girl. Like, everyone thinks, like, oh, you're from South Carolina. Like, do you have an accent? Like, all these things. You but, didn't, like, walk around asking us if we wanted sweet tea. Right. <laughs> like, like, Nigel will be in the office, and he's like, oh, I miss those colored greens. Like, <laughs> I'm like me too, Nigel. <laughs> some grits, some cheese and grits. No, but um, I was looking for this after college. I really wanted to get out of the South to just explore and, like, 
see the rest of the world or the country. And so I'm really happy that this is where I ended up after college. Having basically almost completed a full season with the Niners, you have a couple more days left, which is really sad. No. <laughs> but what are your base? Uh, your biggest takeaways from working, like, training camp all the way through a Super Bowl? It's a full-on sprint. Um, I think the hardest part was figuring out how to balance this with your life, like, finding that work-life balance. And I'd say it took the whole season to figure that out because I love, like, I love this team and I love what I do, so I can get really carried away with that. But it's been really cool, and I think the biggest takeaway is – Finding a team or a culture that you can fully be yourself and like I look forward to going to work every day. Like I wake up, I'm like, I get to go in the office because in, in season you only have one day off basically. And so when we came back from Vegas and we have like weekends now, like a full weekend, I was like, what am I supposed to do? Like I, I don't see these people every day now. Like it's weird. <laughs> so that was my biggest takeaway is I think from this experience I've learned that I, want, I now know what a good culture is. And I can now try to look for that wherever I go next. Between training camp, home games, away games, playoffs, Super Bowl, did any events take you by surprise? <laughs> I mean, obviously the Super Bowl, because like that's surprising. You know, we don't know if you're going. So when we won the NFC Championship, like that was surprising. And going to Vegas was so fun. I uh, did not know what training camp was when I first got here, so I guess that was surprising too. But it was fun. It was really, it felt like camp, like you're outside, you're like talking to people. It's kind of fun. Can you tell us a little bit about some of your previous internship experiences? You have experience at Nike, Clemson football, the Irwin Center. Can you tell us a little yeah. bit about those? Okay, I'll start. So, my major at Clemson is graphic communications, and with that major, you're required to do two internships before you graduated. And they have to be full-time, they have to be paid. I was really dreading that when I got to school, because I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just knew that I wanted to be creative. And so finding an internship, interviewing, like, that whole process was so scary for me. And um, so luckily, I got randomly placed with a roommate my sophomore year, who was a fifth year. And I was not supposed to be placed with her. I had other friends I was living with in a five-bedroom, and we had four people. So they threw a fifth person with us, and we were really mad about it. We were like, we don't want a fifth roommate. We don't know her. She ended up being incredible, and she happened to be the same major as me, finishing the major. So she gave me all of the best advice, and she had done her internship, so she had so many connections. And one of her internships she did was at Clemson Football and Graphic Design, like the recruiting department. She's like, oh, do you, are you interested in that? I was like, I love football. Like, I would love to be in sports and um, be in that world. And she's like, okay, like, I'll reach out to my manager there, and you guys can get in contact. So I got in contact with him, and I got my first internship with Clemson Football Recruiting, like graphic design. And that was the first time I really learned, like, the ins and outs of Photoshop, how to design for sports design, and that was, I'd say, like, the biggest learning internship that I'd had, uh, my first one. And from there, I met a guy who was, I think he was an intern or he was like in school still. He was a student who also worked for Clemson football. And he had done the Nike internship in Oregon. And I was like, that is insane. I didn't even know they had internships. And he was like, you should apply. Like, 
Uh, it was like the best experience. It was a summer internship. And I was like, yeah, that sounds amazing. So he helped me tremendously, gave me like 10 sheets of paper of how he prepared for the interviews, like how he went about asking questions, and all these things, which was so helpful. And so I applied out of a whim, did not think I would get anything from that. I ended up getting uh, a first interview with the recruiter, um, did pretty well, and then moved on from there and got a couple other interviews with Nike. And I got, I got the internship in Oregon, and they fly you out to Oregon, and they you're there for two months, and there's 150 interns with you. You have, like, a huge intern class, and it was the craziest, most fun, like, internship I had ever done. I mean, this was awesome, but that one was more of, like, a two-month sped up. You, you, I just did not feel like I was, like, in the real world. It was crazy. I think that was the fastest I'd ever learned and grown and, like, learned about myself. I was on That was the first time I was away from my home for that long across the country. So that was incredible. And that internship in, was um, in brand marketing. So I, I applied to that internship, and I asked to do graphic design. And they said, no, actually, we want you to do brand marketing. So that was, like, a switch. I did not know what marketing was. I had never taken a marketing class. So I showed up, and my manager did not interview me. It's a different process. They don't interview the direct people you're going to be placed with. They just interview a bunch of candidates, and then they, from there, will decide like where you're being placed, what team you're on, what location. You could be in L.A., New York, different Nike offices. So I got just placed in Oregon on the NFL brand marketing team. And my manager, at the beginning, he was a little worried about me. He's like, okay, it seems like you don't know much about marketing. And I was like, yep. But towards the end, he was really impressed with how much I learned. And I fell in love with marketing as a whole. So that was incredible. And then went back to school for my senior at Clemson. And then graduated and applied here. Wow. What are the differences between designing for college football and professional football? Yeah, huge difference. Um, I designed specifically for recruits in Clemson football. So it was more of designing or how can we, I feel like that had a more marketing brain. Like what designs can we make to persuade these recruits to come to Clemson? So like one graphic I had made was in LI. And I had like made a graphic of that on the table and had different hats of different things of a recruit grabbing the Clemson hat. And that's just like fun visual graphics that we would make to like picture themselves coming to Clemson, like signing to Clemson. So that's a fun way that we designed at Clemson. Whereas like on an NFL team, obviously they're here, they've already been signed to be here. So you're just designing for like the fan base and like how to and like capture like their awards that they've won and all these things but yeah it's a little bit different do you have a favorite project you've worked on while you've been here I have so many um we just did our internship presentations and I gave it was really hard because it was like what were you most proud of and I couldn't choose so I had to do three but I chose um I'll mention one of them was the my cause my cleats that one was super fun because most of the time we're always behind the computer designing and this was the first time that we got to, like, be behind, this, or at least for me, be behind the scenes, like, in a photo shoot with T, our photographer, and set the shoes up and kind of, like, see the whole project come to life into the graphics from start to finish. And that was really fun for me. And then I got to work with the digital team as well and make that website with them. So it was a really fun project. And that was 
one of the first times that I got to lead a project and come up with the look on its own. And it looked great. Thank you. It did. Thank you. I want to go back to you deciding to major in graphic design. Mm -hmm. I know, obviously, it's not always tied to marketing. You said when you entered Nike, you didn't really know much about marketing, but what got you interested in pursuing graphic communications? Yeah, so when I was deciding where to go to school or what I wanted to major in, I was an athlete in high school and I wanted to go to school for rowing. And this is not what you're supposed to do, but I decided on where I wanted to go to school based off the rowing teams. And so I was really just like in the recruitment process, talking to coaches. And from there, the coaches would ask, like, what do you want to major in? And I would say that I'm not sure yet, either business or something that's creative. So each school was different. Like I looked in West Virginia. They had interior design. I was looking there. Oregon State, uh, I think, had graphic design. I was looking at random schools with different majors. And so the only creative major that Clemson had was called graphic communications, which I had no idea what that even meant. And um, so I ended up loving Clemson for the rowing team. And so I chose, I signed to um, Clemson and then my mom was actually the one that was like, graphic communication seems like is what you should do. And I was like, okay, mom, I trust you. Um, and then when I got to Clemson and we got to graphic communications, it was, it turned out to be like the, a really heavy print major. So you learn about all these printing machines, like screen printing, flexo printing, inkjet, like you name it. And it was more, I was like, am I in like an engineering major? Like I was really. So you could start a newspaper if you want. I could, I could print, I could design <laughs> and I could print you a newspaper. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was super interesting. And then, but you still learn all the Adobe softwares and also with your internships that you choose to do, you can really choose how you want this major to go for you. And there's so many different classes you can take. And I'm really happy that I did this major because I think it makes me really well-rounded when it comes to designing for certain things, how to export different files, and it goes into the nitty-gritty of design. But, yeah, that's... That's actually a great transition. Like, what was it like being a student athlete in college? I know you said rowing. Mm -hmm. There was, like, one girl my freshman year who was on the rowing team, and <laughs> she would be up at, like, 5 a.m., which sounds horrible. Yeah, that was... the. It was fun. I'd say it's a... It's, a, it's like the hardest thing you do and the most rewarding thing that you do. Like being a student athlete, yes, we, we had to wake up at 5 a.m. every morning. Our practice froze like two and a half hours, like 6 to 8.30. Then you had another practice in the afternoon or on your own workout or weights and then managing school on top of that. But then you also get on the other end the most support ever. And you, I think I would not be where I am today without – my teammates without the support system we had. I mean, the internship that I got here, I would not have gotten without the student athlete development people at Clemson who helped me prep for every interview or, or set up my resume and stuff like that. So it's a really hard balance and it was um, something that made me grow tremendously. So it was really fun. While you were in college, you came into some TikTok fame. <laughs> How have you used social media to, like, obviously you said that you found, like, sports internships through your TikTok, but mm -hmm. how have you used your personal social to enhance your professional brand? Yeah, when I came into college, I found the fame through my roommate. So she had been a huge TikToker in high school. Like, she loved to do the dances on TikTok, and 
when I got when I started rooming with her, she would be like, Anna, like come come do these dances with me. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> but they were so fun. And um we ended up doing a TikTok dance our first month at school. And it kind of blew up a little bit just in like the Clemson area. And um people were recognizing us in class. They were like, oh, we saw your TikTok video. I was like, this is really embarrassing. <laughs> and then from there as well, like we were a little freshman on the rowing team. There's 80 girls on a rowing team or probably like 60 girls on a rowing team. And they were all like roasting us like, oh, we saw your TikTok. Dude, you should do the dance right now. And we're like, oh, this is horrible. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was really fun to do with her. And like throughout COVID, like that's the thing that we would do is like TikTok dances, and then I never really personally grew my own TikTok page. Like, I do some videos here and there, but mine never blew up, unfortunately. And then Instagram, like, I just always loved editing photos and, like, doing carousels and taking pictures of places that I travel. So that's fun. But I never really, like, I don't know, established a brand for myself on t or on TikTok or socials. So quick story time. We were on our way to Pottery for some reason. I don't know. It was very therapeutic regardless. Yeah, we were really on our way fun. to pottery yeah. one day after work and I had mentioned to you, I think my tire is flat. <laughs> and you came out and you looked and you're like, your tire is definitely flat from, from like, you know, the, the eye. Yes. The but naked then, eye. but then you pulled out this tool that allowed me to see exactly my tire pressure. <laughs> and you said, Oh, I learned this in college because my rowing coach had something called Four Real Fridays. Yes. Can you tell us about Four Real Fridays and what else you learned? Okay, well, first, I hope that other people know what this is. And if not, I guess this is a good learning lesson. But if your tire is flat, everyone needs a tire gauge in their car. And Haley's nodding her head. I think she knows what this is. So, Patty, I'm <laughs> a also, little concerned Patty for you. Patty has had multiple tire issues since she started working here. And you know what? Like, I think it's a Bay Area thing. <laughs> I'm not the only one. So, anyone she, like, who is stops, listening if locally. If you've ever been to Levi Stadium, there's, like, a bridge right next to the Toyota Gate F um, entrance. And she had to pull over on the bridge <laughs> because she, she had a flat tire. Literally during, like, rush hour. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I didn't and know this was, like this was like my like we had first to like change year. Change a tire. This yeah. is a reoccurring thing. This is a thing. I think there's just like a lot of construction in the bay. You <laughs> and know, Patty a, doesn't know how to do a her nail. Tires. A nail gets stuck in your tire. Whatever. We did that on the way to Sacramento too. We had to stop and put because my tires. my cars have been so old that they don't. It doesn't notify you if your tire is flat because my cars are so, like they're just older. So you kind of have to just know by feeling or gut <laughs> we were No, we were in traffic and a guy rolled down his window and was like trying to get her attention. <laughs> and we were in traffic on the highway and he goes, your tire is flat. <laughs> but like neither of us had any idea. Like, so it's not a feeling. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Or just, you know, a good Samaritan along the road. But go on. I think that you need new tires. <laughs> if they're old, you can get new tires. It's not like a car. We have to go buy a new car. <laughs> yes, I am aware. I could just buy new tires <laughs> or I could take it in to get patched. Because in our instance yes. for this story, okay. which we've, you know, there's been a huge tangent. Yeah, sorry. I, I was able to locate the nail oh. in my tire mm -hmm. and I brought it into a shop. And he said, it's a good thing it's in this place where you can patch it versus right. completely replacing like the tire. It's like in the groove, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so yes, for real Fridays. For real Fridays. <laughs> so during COVID, 
we still had practices. That was actually the only thing that we had going on at Clemson. Everything was online except for practice, but we were still in, like, cohorts. Like, I couldn't even see my whole team. I was specifically assigned to a group. And our coaches came up with this idea. I don't know how they came up with the idea, but on Fridays we would usually have team bonding. And they were kind of like, let's think of a new fun idea to help these girls, like, with real-world experiences that could happen to them, and let's help them, like, for their future. Because college, you learn a lot about a, thing, a lot of things about what you're about to do in your career, but for real life, like, let's teach them some things um, during team bonding time. So our first lesson for Four Real Fridays is what they named it, was how to replace a tire, how to put a spare on your car. And our coaches pulled their cars in front of our rowing facility and they replaced, they taught us, and we all together, like, I, don't, I mean, I don't remember, like, exactly every word that we, everything that we did, but um, we took the tire off their car, put the little donut on theirs, and then took the donut off and put their real tire back on, and we had two different cars that we were doing that to, and it was a really, it was a really fun activity, and now I feel confident, like, if I were to have a flat tire like Patty to be uh, self-sufficient and like replace my own tire. We also did, we had one of our coaches, I think this father-in-law come in and teach us some finance lessons. I'm sad to say that I don't really remember anything from that lesson, but my most, I think the most fun for real Friday that we did was self-defense class. And we had someone come in and teach us self-defense. We broke wood in half. Uh, we learned, like, in certain situations what to do. A lot of situations, you have to grab the thumbs and pull them backwards. It's a really sensitive thought for people. But <laughs> I feel like Miss Congeniality just taught me that there, I need to do, like, what? Solar. Sing. Sing? Solar plex, plex. instep, yeah. nose, groin. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have you seen Miss Congeniality? No, I haven't. Yeah, well, we need to, we need to do that soon. Yeah. That could be, like, incorporated into maybe another For Real Friday. <laughs> I clearly don't know what this is. Okay. As someone like who graduated recently, for people who are graduating maybe this year, next year, and want to get into the sports industry, what kind of advice do you have for them? Ooh, definitely. Well, I mean, I found mine through TikTok. And I think for our day and age, it is super resourceful. Like, I will go on there and, like, search things. Like, I'll, when I first got the internship I searched like 49ers employee and some people do like day in the life of employee at 49ers from there you can get into like a whole tunnel of like how I got into the sports industry and there's so many different girls or women or even just anyone that posts like advice and help and so my advice is to go look for more <laughs> advice on TikTok but um because I think everyone has a different path on how to get into the sports industry and if you're fortunate enough to be at a school that gives you opportunities to be a part of your athletics program, I think that's huge as well. Um, I think that's how a lot of people like get involved and then get those connections and get those resume builders. And then on top of that, if you have the opportunity to get into this world, use that and be curious, be a sponge. And I think the most important thing you can do is just ask questions and try to learn as much as you can. The thing that I try to do the most is which I hope you guys have noticed here is like try to get to know everyone around your office and talk to them, ask them how they've got here, like what they did to do like to get here, what they do now. There's so many different things you can do in sports. And so to learn each thing is really cool and really interesting to me. And um, yeah, but I think that's, 
the advice that I've gotten from other people and have taken here. Before we get to the final question that we ask everybody. Wow, that's fast. This might be a loaded one, but what is next for Anna Warwick? And, and maybe you don't know yet because, you know, you've just completed this internship, but maybe what's next and, like, where do you maybe want to be in, like, five years? She's like, I'm going to sleep for the next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, this is a loaded question. In five years? Hmm. I definitely want to keep growing in design, from being here, I've grown a lot, but there's I've realized there's just so much more I could learn. Like something personally I really want to learn is how to do motion design. Uh, I only know how to do stills right now, and Noah and Vince on our design team are really and Aaron, all of them are really good at motion design, and so that's something that I want to take upon myself and really learn. And in the season, I I tried a little bit, but it's really hard with our schedules. So now that I'm less busy. Um, that's something that I want to learn. But in five years, I think that I want to grow in marketing as a whole. I'm From being in the brand marketing side at Nike, I learned a lot about like strategy and all these things. And um, so I want to keep growing in that space and even maybe like the analytics side. Like I just want to be really well-rounded in the marketing space to hopefully grow as like a leader when I'm older. That's better than like I could have said after you know, an internship. It's better than I could say now. Like now, currently. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, okay, final question. We asked this to everyone. If you're a listener, you would know. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, obviously, you've seen your fair share of job descriptions. I mean, you applied to 30 out of college, which is actually really impressive. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'll do that again. <laughs> uh, there's always that ominous other duties as assigned bullet point. At what, like, did you have any of those experiences during your internship here? Um, I had a ton, and Patty knows this very well. But I think the one that stuck out the most was definitely being a model for <laughs> Levi's. And I say this heavily because I unfortunately didn't make the cut. And <laughs> I'm still salty about it. Levi's, I love you. I love your brand. You're but wearing I, the gear now. I am actually wearing the stuff that I modeled. <laughs> so I guess I'm not that salty about it, but I am a little salty because I didn't make the cut and I edited my own self <laughs> into the post because <laughs> I'm on the graphic design team. But um, yeah, so basically we did a Levi's 49ers collection, special limited edition. And our photographer T got, uh, got sent like the apparel for it and he just went around the office and was like, can you be a model tomorrow? Can you be a model tomorrow? And so he asked me to be a model for the denim jacket. I was like, of course, like that's, that's so fun. And so the next day I get ready, I you know, put my makeup on, ready to be a model. And I get behind the camera, or yeah, no, in front of the camera, which is different for me. And we modeled and it was really fun. It was, it was really scary actually. I was like, I don't know how to act in front of a camera. It's weird. But um, yeah, then a follow, like a few weeks later, Patty comes to me and she's like, I have the photos. We need to edit them and mock them up to send to Levi's. It's like, okay. And there was me, Patty was a model, Aaron, other like Nigel, even T, the own photographer <laughs> was a model, which is kind of fun. That was really cool. But it was a really fun project. And then we sent it to Levi's and they go, yeah, can we um, take, can we take <laughs> this person out? <laughs> And I didn't know this because I wasn't on the email chain. And the next morning I see the post on Instagram. I was like, oh, yay, I'm scrolling through. And then I get to the end and I'm like, wait, what? I'm not on. But yeah, so I guess 
that was a huge other other duties as assigned a little modeling action i will use that picture to my own advantage as you should i'll put it on not posted it yet no maybe that's how i'll start growing my brand on instagram there we go yeah that was the most like meta experience because you're like editing your own photos like you're editing photos of your coworkers. yeah i'm literally posting like this feels like a big red flag as like a social media manager like putting yourself <laughs> in a post that lives on the team page is so weird yeah it's like you're you're not supposed to do that no that i felt it's like, like rule number really one. taboo yeah. like um but no that was fun and i will say i have used that anecdote where you know i'm going through um internship interviews now and some have asked me like what's a good quality like name like what would make a good intern and i said you know what I went to our design intern with a last minute project and it was this Levi's collab. I went to her at like 5 p.m. and I said, we need something visual. Like Levi's needs to see exactly like what we're going to post because they've had such a heavy hand in it. And it like, I could type it out, but I think they just really need to see something. And she's like, okay, let's do it. So like we were like Googling like Instagram, like mock-ups and like the font even. She was going above and beyond for something that ended up it's just funny now yeah. thinking about it because they, obviously they went a different direction right. visually, but right. like so much of that was because of what yes. you helped me. The post would not have happened without the models or the work that models did behind the scenes. Very true. Very yeah. well rounded. Yeah, very, it was still fun to work on it. I mean, it was really cool to even see your coworkers be models. Like that's really fun and like hype them up. So it was it was really funny. But yeah. One day I'll be a model, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just bring you back for any modeling thing. We yeah, have. eventually we know some freelance me for that. There you go. Not design, just modeling. <laughs> <laughs> well, Anna, thank you so much for being on the podcast. This was really fun. Thank you, guys. Am I the first official intern to ever be on the podcast? Yeah, inside the Oval. You are. I'm really honored, and I'm really happy that you guys were my hosts for that. To be a part of this day for me. You know, I didn't She's no get, longer scared of us. I, yeah, I'm no longer scared of them. They're actually my best friends now. And um, I didn't get the modeling career, but maybe a podcast career in, in the future. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? 
Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.